What is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your other host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Thank you so much to everybody who is new at Going West. We appreciate all of you for sharing this story. And we just want to reiterate that our point here is to just get Gabby's story out there and to help her family. And that's why we're doing these updates. We're putting in a lot of work to get you guys these updates and and to keep you guys in the know with this case because we just want to spread the word and hopefully bring justice to Gabby and to her family. Yes, thank you guys so much for being here and tuning in to yet another update on the Gabby Petito case. Uh, We've got a lot to talk about today, so uh, yeah, let's get right into it. This is Gabby Petito update number two, so let's get into it. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Allergies are the worst. Heath and I are constantly getting stuffed up, which can make recording Going West episodes a huge challenge. Like, I have wasted so many days using other allergy medications this year just for them to not work that I had to go to the doctor and see what was up. But when I tried Claritin D, I knew that it was the one allergy medication that I could actually count on working. And luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like me and Daphne, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Spring is here and the weather is warming up, so it's time to refresh your wardrobe, which Daphne and I both just did with Quince. Quince offers timeless wardrobe staples that will keep you looking effortlessly chic throughout the entire year, with items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts for just $30, washable silk tops, and so much more for men and women. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, so you're getting high-quality items for less. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. Which we love. Heath just got some great sunglasses, t-shirts, and shorts from Quince, and I got some amazing linen jumpsuits and tops. Everything is so comfortable and fashionable. It really is. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash going west for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash going west to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash going west. So we're not going to start exactly where we left off because there is a big headline that is here as of last night, and we want to talk about that first. Yeah, that's kind of the big elephant in the room right now. So Brian Laundrie is quote-unquote missing. Yes, so last night there was a live stream. I'm sure a lot of you guys probably tuned into that. Um, there were a lot of protesters outside of the laundry home. It looked like, uh, or it appeared that two FBI agents had been inside the laundry home 
talking to Brian's parents. There were, at one point, um, the police officers had brought in some brown paper bags, which everyone assumes is evidence bags. Yes, and the Northport police tweeted at about 7 p.m. Eastern time, and they said, Northport police are currently speaking with the Laundry family at their request. At this time, we are not speaking with Brian. More details when available. So we read that tweet while we were watching the live stream. And so we're like, okay, what could they be talking about? They went into one of the laundry's cars, grabbed something. They had evidence bags. And it was very eerie. Yeah, I think a lot of people believed that police were there to possibly arrest Brian. But thankfully, the Northport Police Department put out that tweet uh, saying that they were not there to talk to Brian, but to talk to Brian's parents. But then they left and everybody was kind of thinking, well, what happened? You know, we didn't see the laundry family at all. The FBI just went and left. And then we kind of checked the news and found out that the FBI, as of last night, was trying to locate Brian Laundry, and they removed items from Brian's parents' house to assist in the search for him. And this just in, I'm adding this after we got done recording this episode. So the Northport police say the items taken out of Brian Laundry's house in evidence bags yesterday were articles of Brian's clothing. They needed clothes for the canines. Police say the parents would only talk about the whereabouts of Brian. Attorney was on the phone the entire time. Meaning Gabby was not discussed when the FBI was there. And also, I read that the attorney said that Brian has been on the run since Tuesday. So it's just interesting to hear the attorney say the words on the run when the family is saying missing, because I think we were kind of all thinking on the run anyway. All right, now back to the rest of the episode. And as we know, as we discussed, I can't remember if it was our first episode on Gabby or if it was the first update, but the police stated either, I think it was on Tuesday or maybe it was Monday, They said, we know where Brian is. We all thought, oh, he's at the parents' house and he's been stuck inside there all week. But then last night they say, we haven't known his location since Tuesday, September 14th. Yeah, and even Brian's attorney confirmed this saying that he didn't know where Brian was. And same with Brian's parents because they reported him missing. So what's that all about? And then there's news this morning as well. Heath, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so the big news this morning is that the FBI, along with other local police departments, are looking for Brian in the vast Carlton Reserve, which is located in Venice, Florida. They believe that he's hiding out there. We don't really know. We're going to speculate a little bit about that. In my opinion, I think this could be a distraction because if he has not been seen since Tuesday... Is this just steering police in the wrong direction? I don't know. And by the way, Venice is about 30-ish minutes from Northport, so it's not that far. So yeah, a lot of people are saying they're wondering if this is a diversion because a lot of people think that Brian's parents know what he is, what we all think, is hiding. Obviously, we have no way to confirm that at this time. So a lot of people are also kind of saying... He's not missing, he's hiding. Yeah, and then there's also that possibility, you know, and I, and I hate to talk about this because I, I don't want this to be true or come to fruition, but there's also that possibility of suicide that a lot of people do that in true crime cases. Which we're all really scared of right now. Yeah, everybody's worried about that because if that happens and Brian is the only one with the information 
you know, who knows where Gabby is, that would be very devastating. So we're kind of thinking maybe he is camping in the reserve, but at the same time, it's I don't know why, how his parents knew that he was there and why would he be in a reserve 30 minutes away from his house and what is your goal? Like, are you just camping and hiding out? What is your plan? Well, what I want to know is why Brian Laundrie's parents believe he's in that reserve in the first place. Well, exactly. And also, so a lot of people are saying, screw Brian, like what is happening with Gabby's search? You know, this is about Gabby and it is. But of course, it is really important to know where Brian is because if he did do something to Gabby, we need to know, you know, we need to locate him so that he can talk. So it is really important to have his location. But just to keep everybody updated, the FBI yesterday arrived in Wyoming to take over the search for Gabby Petito. So they are looking in the Yellowstone and Grand Teton area and beyond. So the FBI is also looking for Gabby while the FBI is also looking for Brian. Correct. There's two different searches going on right now. And as of now, police are saying this is technically two missing per, uh, missing person cases because Brian is not an official suspect. He's a person of interest, but those two things are very different. And something I forgot to mention is he is not under arrest. They are looking for him because he's a missing person. Exactly. According to his parents. So they're looking for him to help find him just in, in that sense, but they're not going to put him under arrest. And they said this on the news last night. WFLA News last night spoke with Josh Taylor with the Northport Police, and he just explained that they don't know where Brian is. They haven't seen him since Tuesday. You know, he really could be anywhere, but they're not looking to arrest him. And if they do find him, they will just drop him off at his parents' house because he's an adult with Fifth Amendment rights. So that's angering a lot of people, too, because we're all just, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us are thinking, can't you just question him? Can't you just take him in? But no, they they don't have enough right now to do that. Exactly. So since he's not being looked at as a suspect, he is free to do whatever he wants and to go wherever he wants. I do think it's really good that that now police are looking for him because I think that tells us a lot about Brian's character and a lot about this story. But the pressure is really on. Heath and I, like Heath said, we were watching the live stream last night. The whole thing, it was like almost two hours long, and it was just when the FBI was inside the laundry home. Well, there was so many people on the lawn, media and neighbors, the community, and they were all just screaming and chanting, where's Gabby, where's Gabby, along with a bunch of other stuff. So the pressure is really on. Yes. so now that we kind of have a rundown of like the latest updates, let's kind of go backwards and talk about some of the things that you guys have sent us articles and different photos and things um, relating to this case. We're posting every update as it comes in on Facebook, on our discussion group, Going West Discussion Group, on Twitter, which is at Going West Pod, and Instagram at Going West Podcast. So if you want the updates as they come, go follow us. But here's just kind of a collection of things we've been posting about for the past two days. Okay, so a lot of you guys sent us uh, this All Trails app for Gabby Petito. Basically, All Trails is just a place where you can kind of talk about the places you want to go and the places you've been, and it's kind of for more um, outdoor enthusiasts. So Gabby has some recent activity, which most of it is from two or three months ago, up to four months ago, but there's places added like Yellowstone, Idaho, Zion National Park, Alamosa, Kansas, Missouri, and, you know, just an array of other places. 
But currently, right now, it's saying that Gabby Petito is in Bayamon, Northern Region, Puerto Rico. Now, I don't know if she's ever been to Puerto Rico, and we cannot determine if she's there right now. So as we know, Gabby is a big time traveler, and the only real evidence that we have of her leaving the country is when she went to Costa Rica in December of 2016. And I say the only evidence because I'm, I'm just basing this on her Instagram. Like she's been to, obviously she lives in New York, but she went to California. She's in Colorado. There's so many posts on her Instagram just from the past few years of her traveling. So of course, Puerto Rico is a part of the United States, but we don't have any evidence of her going there. But I will say this All Trails account was made in May of 2021. So I don't think she's been to Puerto Rico this year. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's just like an automatic location. You know, sometimes it, it does a, a random location. Yeah, somebody said that you can actually tag the location where you want to be or like it's not very specific to your location. Uh, somebody said that he was in like uh, Kansas and he was able to put him, place himself in Ireland. So I don't know how credible this is, but also a lot of people say that that Brian may be the one who is in Puerto Rico with Gabby's phone. We cannot confirm that. But let's just talk about the fact that if she or he was in Puerto Rico, we would have evidence of that via phone records. So why would they update their location in some random hiking app if they're hiding, you know what I mean? I don't I don't see this as being credible for anything current at all. Yeah, I don't want to place too much weight into this because I feel like we really all just need to wait for phone records, phone data, and phone pings to come out so that we can, you know, be a little bit more factual about all this. But of course, we want to bring it up because a lot of you guys, I'm sure, are wondering about it because we've gotten a ton of messages. One quick thing I did want to note, though, is if Brian is in Puerto Rico, if he fled to Puerto Rico, that's still a part of the U.S. So extradition laws are going to be the exact same for the U.S. All right. So next, I want to talk about this photo of this young woman at a truck stop in Lodi, California. So that's in Northern California. There's this photo that somebody took of this young woman and she looks a little rough around the edges and she has short blonde hair. It doesn't look like she has any tattoos. And someone posted this photo on the Lodi Facebook page, like the crime Facebook page. And she didn't mention Gabby, but a lot of people saw that and were wondering, oh, is this Gabby? Is she drugged up? And you know, did Brian drug her? Like there's all these crazy kind of rumors going around. And personally looking at the photo, I don't think it looks like Gabby at all. And when I said that, a lot of people were like, what do you mean? It looks just like her. To me, I don't see any similarities except for the fact that they're both blonde and have like slightly darker eyebrows. Yeah. And let's put, you know, all of this into play here. Gabby's own family doesn't believe that that photo is Gabby, as well as the FBI. So if those, if Gabby's family and the FBI are saying, no, that's not her, I think that that would be a little bit more credible than, you know, anyone else saying, oh, that's got to be her. Right. And I think people maybe want it to be her because we all want Gabby to be alive and out there somewhere where we can find her and bring her home to her family. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of photos like this going around. There's also that photo of that girl in the background. There's like a... I think it's in the Tetons, but there's like a group of friends. And then in the background, there's a girl laying down on some rocks with a purple uh, hoodie and green pants. And then there's also a photo of Gabby wearing that kind of almost same outfit. But 
I saw a zoomed in photo of the girl in the background and those green pants have pockets on them. Gabby's pants didn't. Also completely different body figure and build. I want to say though, I think it's great that people are circulating photos like this because if it is a real lead, that's super important. Oh, absolutely. But it's the only part I don't like about it is the people actually spreading the rumors and saying, this is totally her. Brian definitely drugged her. It's things like that that are actually impeding the investigation. So obviously, you know, I'm not in charge of all this. You can do whatever you want. But I do think it's it's not so good to spread things like that. But it, it is good to kind of just talk about it and, and say, is this her? Right, right. But her parents don't, don't think it was. Yeah, it is important, you know, if you guys have any information or photos to say, you know, could this possibly be Gabby? But let's not go out on a limb and say, you know, this is in fact Gabby because we really don't know. And unless something has been proven, we really don't want to put that information out there. Okay, so last update, we discussed the Moab murders, which was the murder of Kylan and Crystal in Moab, Utah. And a lot of people still are speculating that that case is connected to Gabby Petito's. And I, we, we found some interesting information that their argument, their dispute between Brian and Gabby on August 12th happened outside of Kylan's place of work. It's the Moonflower Co-op, which is this uh, little co-op natural food store in Moab, which is a crazy connection, the fact that it happened outside. But uh, according to someone higher up within that company, they said that they didn't see the fight happen, but it must have happened because that was the address that the guy who reported the dispute was located at. So then we're kind of wondering, well, the next day-ish, we're, uh, they're projecting that Kylan and Crystal were murdered on the 13th. So the next day, Kylan and Crystal were murdered. So it's, it's all very eerie, that connection. But the sheriff of Grant County, which is in Utah, posted this yesterday. It has been determined that the Gabby Petito missing person case is not related to the double homicide case involving Crystal Turner and Kylan Schultz. Yeah, and I know that there was a lot of confusion because we had posted that on our Instagram. And then there was, you know, another statement that was made that said that, oh, maybe it could be connected. But I believe that a lot of people debunked that and said that that was fake. So as far as we know, those two cases are not connected. But I also think it's definitely important to keep it in the realm of possibility because until Gabby's case is solved and until Kylan and Crystal's case is solved, I think it's still maybe important not to fully rule it out. But I guess the sheriff probably wouldn't have said that if he didn't have sufficient evidence maybe of who killed Kylan and Crystal. So there was obviously something that police saw that led them to believe that those cases aren't connected. So until more information comes out, that's going to be the latest about that. We all love a good mystery, especially when they involve as many twists and turns as our favorite mobile game, June's Journey. Take your sleuthing to a whole new level by playing June Parker in the hunt to uncover her sister's killer. You'll find hidden clues, solve mystifying puzzles, and even navigate trap doors while you find the truth. To make things even more fun, June's journey takes place in the roaring 20s between New York and Paris, and you can do things like decorate your own luxury island estate and even customize your gameplay. Plus, you can even chat and play with other players by joining a detective club, so this makes it such a fun game to play with friends. There's complex levels and scenarios that you'll have so much fun getting through to uncover new secrets. 
I have always been such a big fan of mystery games since I was a little kid. So getting to play a detective game on my phone has been such a blast. And I really look forward to playing June's Journey. That's why I know you guys will too. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Being true crime listeners, I think we're all hyper aware of our safety and the safety of our families as well. This is why we love Simply Safe, an advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe gives us such peace of mind knowing that our home is protected by a trustworthy and innovative company, whether we're home or away on a trip. Setting the alarm couldn't be easier, the cameras are fantastic, and they even offer monitoring and live guard protection so you can speak to an agent in seconds if something happens at your home. They also detail local violent and property crime, as well as other hazards, right there in the app so that you can stay aware of the happenings in your area. They're the best home security system out there, hands down. We are so happy to partner with Simply Safe to offer you guys an exclusive 20% discount on a new system with Fast Protect monitoring. All you need to do is visit simplysafe.com/goingwest to claim this discount. simplysafe.com/goingwest there's no safe like Simply Safe. So there was a news article that came out yesterday. It came out last night, and it, it's from the Daily Mail. And it says, Gabby Petito's best friend claims Brian Laundrie had jealousy and control issues and even stole her ID once to stop her from going dancing at a bar and made her delete a tracking app so her pal could always locate her. So this friend is named Rose Davis. There are photos of her and Gabby together. And she had an interview with the Daily Mail yesterday. She lives in Sarasota, Florida, and she says that she met Gabby early last year on Bumble BFF, which is a kind of a way to make friends. And they began hanging out at Gabby and Brian's house in Florida. She said that Brian came off as sweet and caring, but was worried Gabby was going to leave him and later tried to stop them from hanging out. She says, I'm her only friend in Florida to my knowledge, and that's not because she can't make friends. He just didn't want her to have friends. Oof, that's really not a good look. If this is, you know, factual and, and true, that is not a good look. Yeah, so obviously this is her account of things. There's really no way we can confirm this, but this is what she is claiming. And if, like you're saying, if it's true, that's very, very interesting. Yeah, and we've also talked about how their relationship was seemingly on the rocks. I mean, we don't know, you know, how how bad it really was, but we do know that they fought pretty often. That was confirmed by Brian's own sister, Cassie, as well. Um, so it seems that the family knew that they had some problems and they knew that they knew that they had some problems as well. Yes, and let's talk about Cassie. So we mentioned the other day that Cassie did speak with police, but we didn't know what she said. And she just recently came out and did a little bit of an interview. And it says, it, this is with ABC News, by the way. So it says, Brian Laundrie's sister has spoken for the first time about the disappearance of her brother's girlfriend, Long Island native Gabby Petito saying in a television interview that her family wants the missing woman to be found safe. Cassie Laundrie opened up in an interview with ABC News after her family was accused by the Petitos of withholding valuable information about the whereabouts of Gabby. She says, Obviously, me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister, and my children love her. And all I want is for her to come home safe and be found, 
and this to be a big misunderstanding. She then goes on to say that she has not talked to her brother Brian since he's been back in Florida. So I don't really know what the point of this entire interview is because she's basically just saying almost nothing. Yeah, didn't tell us much at all. A TikTok surfaced a couple days ago, and it was by a girl named Miranda Baker. And she states that she and her boyfriend picked up Brian Laundrie, who is hitchhiking, at Coulter Bay in Grand Teton National Park on August 29th. So I'm just going to read her TikTok. And if you guys just look up Miranda Baker on TikTok, you can watch the video if you'd like to. But here's the transcript. Hi, my name is Miranda Baker, and on August 29th, my boyfriend and I picked up Brian at Grand Teton National Park at 5.30 at night at Coulter Bay. I'm hoping this can help someone identify him because I saw him from TikTok, which then made me call the authorities, and my boyfriend and I have been in contact with a bunch of different people to piece together different parts of this case, but we picked him up at Coulter Bay, like I said, at 5.30. He approached us asking for a ride because he needed to go to Jackson, which we were going to Jackson that night. So I said, you know, hop in. And he hopped in the back of my Jeep. We then proceeded to make small talk. But before he came in the car, he offered to pay us like $200 to give him a ride like 10 miles. So that was kind of weird. He then told us he's been camping for multiple days without his fiance. He did say he had a fiance and that she was working on their social media page back at their van. Then once in conversation, I brought up, we're going to Jackson. He freaked out. He's like, nope, I need to get out right now. Pull over. So we pulled over at the Jackson Dam, which I don't know if you know Grand Teton, but it's not very far from Coulter Bay. And if this does reach people, I can post photos of exactly where we were, where we picked him up, and the whole route, and screenshots of a timestamp. We dropped him off at 6.09 p.m. on August 29th. He kind of hurried out of the car and then was like, I'm just going to find someone else to go hitchhike. And we were like, okay. It was a weird situation. So when we picked him up, he was wearing a backpack, a long sleeve, pants, hiking boots, and he had scruff. But he didn't look dirty. For someone who was camping for multiple days, he didn't look dirty. He didn't smell dirty. So that part was kind of weird. I'm just hoping they can find her and this helps someone remember seeing them. So let's kind of take this apart a bit. So according to Miranda, I don't think that he said his name was Brian. She didn't say that he said his name was Brian. Um, He might have, but she didn't specifically mention that. Also in the TikTok, she didn't mention that this person who she picked up had said that their fiance's name was Gabby. So we don't have either name at all. According to, you know, what we can tell from, from her TikTok, we're not sure, but she never said that he mentioned the fiance's name. So good point. And then she also said, he said fiance, but as we know, they weren't engaged anymore. So I don't know if they were still referring to each other as their fiance, but according to Nicole, as we said in update number one, they were just boyfriend and girlfriend and they kind of broke off their engagement. And another thing is, you know, many people kind of do the van life thing in this area. This is, you know, this is a national park. So a lot of people who have vans are going to be there. So having a van isn't really something too specific. And of course, you know, we're not here to say that Miranda is lying. Oh, not at all. Or, or that, her, you know, she's wrong about any of this. I really wish that we had a little bit more um, credibility, like either a photo or a video or something that shows Brian, because that would really put all of this hesitation to rest. I know. I know. There's a couple other things I want to bring up. But again, please take this all with a grain of salt. I'm not attacking Miranda at all. 
I just kind of want to make sure that we we do go through this because we don't want yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people making claims that they saw one of them and it's important to kind of know if if they really did. So again, I'm not discrediting her in any way. But also, you know, it is pretty weird and I know Miranda think it, thinks it's weird too that he asked for a ride to Jackson, which is also Jackson Hole, just they call it Jackson, um, and then told them to pull over. You know, like he said, can you take me to Jackson? And then she said, yeah. we're going to Jackson. And then that seems kind of contradictory. Yeah, kind of weird. So also we know she said he was wearing hiking boots. And we also know that Brian was pretty adamant about not wearing shoes when he hiked. So he does have only two posts on his Instagram from the trip with Gabby. And they're they're from the same day. So it's just one day of hiking in rocky terrain where he's wearing shoes. I would kind of describe them as trail shoes. They, they didn't look like boots. But I don't know if Miranda was saying hiking boots as a more broad term. I don't know. We just know that Brian's typically barefoot, but it doesn't mean he wasn't wearing hiking boots. That's very true. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that um, Brian had supposedly, you know, offered $200 to Miranda to give him a ride. But as we know earlier, like days earlier, Joe Petito actually had to get a pizza for them because they were kind of out of money in Salt Lake City. And also another thing we have to go into, so I can't believe we didn't bring this up before, but the body cam footage did come out where we can see Brian and Gabby talking to police after their dispute on August 12th. So we're going to go into that. But in that footage, Brian mentions at one point that he didn't have money for a hotel when the police asked him. And like Heath said, the whole pizza thing. So I don't know if you'd really have $200 just to throw at someone for 10 miles of travel. Yeah. So that kind of gave me pause a bit. And then also, why would he not be with the van? And why would he be supposedly camping for multiple days without Gabby or the van? Like I, since he drove the the van back to Florida, we know it was in his possession. So why would he have been without it? Correct. And Gabby also noted that she didn't really drive the van that much. So Splitting up for multiple days like that and her being with the van. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. There's also that speculation that Brian went home uh, August 17th through the 23rd. So that would put Gabby with the van by herself. But I just, I don't know if he'd be out there camping by himself. And we know that Gabby had the van the night of their dispute because he went to a hotel and she was in possession of the van. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. There's some things in the video that we're just trying to, take apart a little bit and again not trying to discredit her because if this is a real sighting then this puts brian in you know the grand teton area of wyoming on august 29th which is really good to know yeah we know that miranda had talked to either the law enforcement agencies or or the fbi about this tip so that's really good i'm glad that she actually came forward and said this you know whether or not it's credible or reliable we don't really know but i'm glad she came forward and in our discussion group on facebook a lovely woman named Holly Dixon. She mentioned that if he was on, or if he was in Jackson, Wyoming on the 29th, and he returned to Florida on September 1st, which we know he did, that would have been 35 hours of straight driving within a 48-hour time span. So that's a a little bit tight. So then you kind of have to wonder, is that possible that he would have driven 35 hours straight in 48 hours If not, then he wasn't in Jackson on the 29th of August. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible to do that. You would have to be, I mean, 
I would have to take a massive amount of Adderall to be able to do something like that. <laughs> but, but I mean, 35 hours, that's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Again, not saying it's not possible, not saying that what Miranda's saying is not true. Just trying to, you know, discuss it. And we know that there were some other claims that came out about about people supposedly seeing Brian and Gabby. And in the last episode, we had mentioned that woman saying she saw them in Montana, but she didn't specify the date. So again, that's J-H-E-Y-D-A 22 on TikTok. She said, we met them and bought them drinks end of August. They just came off the hill from Montana. But in the body cam footage, we know that Gabby explains that she and Brian don't drink. Well, here's kind of uh, something that makes us question that a bit. So Kels on Instagram, Kels Shots Photo, thank you so much. She messaged us to remind us that in one of their TikToks, because Gabby and Brian do have a TikTok account that, of course, has not been active in a little bit. And she said, he's popping open champagne in one of their TikToks, though. And I guess my response to that would be, you know, is it possible this was just a celebratory thing and they, they don't often drink? you know, or do they drink and this was a lie? We don't really know. I don't know how relevant that actually is anyway, but um, it's important to note, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it just, I think it helps because then we would know if this woman who's saying she bought them drinks is telling the truth. So that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff going around and we just, we want to make sure that people are, you know, have it right. Exactly. And then, you know, I kind of wanted to jump forward. So in Florida during the protests outside of the laundry home, Uh, A neighbor said that they took a photo of a man who looked just like Brian walking down the street about two blocks over from the laundry home. And they have basically someone took a screenshot from the live video of a a person's phone with that photo. So the the photo is kind of blurry. He's wearing like a maybe a gray T-shirt with something on it. He has headphones in. It looks like he has sunglasses. He's bald. He's a white male. And he's wearing Adidas black sweatpants with the stripes on the side. And it doesn't look like he's wearing shoes. Yes, and this person in the photo looks like it. Ha- they have the same build as Brian Laundry. Yes, and as pointed out by Kaylee Peltzer, thank you so much. She said, or she sent us an Instagram photo of Brian in those same exact pants in a previous Instagram post great sleuthing there and she said the sunglasses look similar to the ones he was wearing on the trip so this really would just tell us that he's in florida because this was a couple hours before the police and the fbi arrived at his parents home yesterday and this was just a couple streets away where this man was walking yeah so at this point we don't know if it's credible we don't know if it's real so i can't put it out there as fact but it is interesting we did post it on our socials of course if you want to see it But yeah, I mean, to me, I'm kind of like, why would he be just walking down the street so casually when the whole country's after him? But I mean, who knows? Right. And again, that social media account, uh, Instagram at Going West Podcast or Twitter at Going West Pod. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Kickstart your summer with the hottest deals on DoorDash. 
during Summer of Dash Pass. Because Summer of Dash Pass is back and better than ever with five weeks of deals plus exclusive items that you can only get on DoorDash. Heath and I are always ordering from DoorDash. We actually just got some salads delivered a few minutes ago for lunch because not only is it easy and convenient, but DoorDash has countless available options and $0 delivery fees for DashPass members. Yeah, whether you're looking for food from a local restaurant, grocery stores, or even retail shops and more, DoorDash is the place. And now, through July 24th, save on all of your must-haves with member-only deals. Get the best deal and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. Order on DoorDash and save big during summer of DashPass. Sign up today. DashPass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply. In our last update episode, we went through the whole statement from the officer regarding Gabby and Brian's dispute on August 12th. So body cam footage did come available and it really helps kind of piece things together as far as how they were acting after they got pulled over. So we are going to include some audio clips so you can hear it. It's not great audio, but um, it'll give you definitely an idea. And we did post the video again on socials, but here's a little clip. I have really bad OCD, and okay. I just—I was just cleaning and straightening up back of the van before, and I was apologizing to him and saying, "I'm sorry that I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I just get really frustrated. Not like mean towards him. I just like—I guess my vibe is like I really I am like in a bad mood, and I was just saying, I'm sorry if I'm in a bad mood. I'm just really stressed. I she just gets worked up sometimes, and I try and really distance myself from her, so like I, I lock the car and I walk away from her. What, what happened this morning is that she's trying to start up like her own little website blog and everything, so I give her time. And I, we really had a nice morning, if any, and if anything, but um, she just got worked up because we were trying to get going and get our day going because we want to go um, like bars and stuff like that. Okay. You, you want to tell me about those scratches on your face? She had a cell phone in her hand, that's why I was pushing her away, because I... So we know that the officer that arrived on the scene took Gabby to his patrol car, sat her down. She seemed very upset. She had mentioned um, something about her OCD. And, you know, the other officer that was talking to Brian, uh, Brian seemed pretty, I I wouldn't say calm, cool, and collected. He did seem a little nervous. He seemed nervous, but he didn't seem upset. But yes, I totally agree. He seemed very nervous. And Gabby, of course, it's really devastating to watch the video of her because she's crying so much and she's blaming herself. She's she's blaming her mental health issues, you know, her anxiety or her OCD. So that's very sad because she's really taking responsibility for all the things that were happening. And she just seems really, really distraught. And it's very sad to see. But Brian isn't really taking any, uh, any responsibility. He's kind of blaming things on Gabby as well. And of course, we were not there for their argument. Nobody was. So we don't know what really happened whose quote-unquote fault it was, but all we can really see is how they're acting afterwards and what they have to say about it. We do know that a police officer asked Brian how he got scratches on his face, which is really, really interesting. We know that there was some sort of physical dispute that happened. Uh, Brian said that he may have pushed Gabby, but we do know that Brian was trying to lock Gabby out of the van, and so that could have been the reason why all of this started. 
Anyway, I don't want to go too deep into this body cam footage because there's about an hour or so of this footage, so really too much to kind of break down in one podcast episode. Yeah, so again, please go watch that video. We put a link in the description of this episode if you want to watch the whole thing, and we have some clips on our social media accounts. Yeah, and everybody has a different opinion about what they think went down in that video. I'm not saying anybody's right or anybody's wrong. You guys can discuss amongst yourselves, but definitely go watch it. And regarding Brian's quote-unquote disappearance, her family is obviously really distraught over this, and her stepfather or Gabby's stepfather says, I don't know what to believe. So Chris Cuomo of CNN was talking to Jim Schmidt, who is Gabby's stepfather, and he said he's caught off guard by the news, and he says all that matters is finding her and bringing her home. We're still trying to get the word out there and try to find that one person that might have some details that we need. Just trying to get out there and find that person, and hopefully they can help us with anything that will bring her home. And then he was asked if there was anything from the last few times he contacted Gabby that would kind of be helpful now. And Jim says, I'm not sure. We've been analyzing everything as much as we can, and your mind races in a million different directions when you're trying to put something like this together. We're still trying to get a full grasp on the entire situation. So then he just kind of reiterated to keep spreading the word. And that's what we're trying to do. And I know that's what you guys are trying to do. And I really do think it's all going to make a difference, and it, and it is making a difference. If anything, I think it's just putting more pressure on Brian, putting more pressure on the situation, and hopefully we'll bring some answers. Yes, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. You know, it's very important that you guys continue to keep sharing Gabby's story. You're spreading awareness, keeping the case in the limelight. Also, Gabby does have a GoFundMe. And, you know, a lot of people are asking, you know, why would you have a GoFundMe? Well, there's a lot that goes into an investigation. You have to think about food, lodging, the fact that her family's taking time off of work. They have to pay bills still while they're searching. So that GoFundMe, if you just Google GoFundMe Gabby Petito, it will come up. We also have the link in our description. Of course, Heath and I made a donation and we, we've been posting it, but right now there's $61,000 of a $75,000 goal. So... I mean, it seems like people are really getting out there and donating. So this is really, really awesome. And it's it's really helping their search in Grand Teton, Wyoming and Yellowstone. So keep sharing and keep donating. And of course, it goes without saying, we are going to keep you guys updated as news comes out. Hopefully we will know more about what's going on with the search for Brian. And if they do end up finding him and maybe even being able to question him. So we'll keep you updated on social media. And then, of course, in another update episode, if there is enough, which we're hoping just news and information and leads keep coming out. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, cheerio and don't be a stranger. 